Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I've missed you. <laughs> Man, it feels like it has been forever since I've recorded anything. Um, if you follow along at all, I posted, my goodness, maybe a week ago. I don't even remember. We had traveled out of town to see family, and uh, obviously our days were quite different than the average day. Um, I just didn't have much time to myself. Um, Man, we traveled, now we did this last year too, and it fell in the same way this year, that we traveled to another time zone during the changing of um, the time. Um, Daylight savings, Oh my gosh, we, I remember last year we said, why in the world did we do that? We can never do that again. Well, we did it again. We traveled to Central Time Zone. And as we got there, within two days, the time changed. And so our bodies, our, our, our little mental clocks, our internal clocks, were just haywire. They were... I'm like, what, where are we? What day is it? <laughs> what time is it? I mean, I'm very tired and it's, it's 8.30. I'm like ready to go to bed. Oh yeah, and it's dark at 5. <laughs> because where we were, we were in coastal Alabama. And they're already on the eastern edge of the central time zone. So it's just a weird sunrise sunset location it gets dark ridiculously early but even after the time changed you could pretty much go outside and and move about easily enough in the dawn hour around 5 30 and so it was just really strange um now it was easy for me to get up and go outside and pray that was that was pretty easy of course, because it wasn't freezing cold. <laughs> um, but man, it's it's been an adjustment. And now we're back home. And so like on Thursday, we were at the beach. I think it was on Thursday. I've lost track of what days. Wednesday, Thursday. It was 84. And beautiful. And now I'm back home in southwestern Virginia. And we are preparing things on the farm yesterday for potentially measurable snow tonight and possibly down to as low as 13 degrees tomorrow night here. And so I say all of that to say, oh my goodness, like <laughs> my, my mind and my body are all over the place. Um with the seasons and with the weather. I've got some things I've been writing, um, studying into a little bit, compiling. Um, It's just not completed, so I'm not going to go there today. Although, like, everything in me wants to. Um, That's kind of where my my thoughts are, but I'm going to do my best to, to, to stay away from there today so that I can in more fullness explain 
um, where I am with that specifically. But this is where I've been at uh, the last couple of days. You know, we've been home a couple full days now. And, and I know everyone is different. But when I have changing circumstances, sometimes it's really hard for me to continue to maintain my, my spiritual, uh, I don't know, my, my spiritual direction, my, my, my attentiveness. Like even this morning, um, the last two mornings we've been back going outside to pray, it's just been different because before we left, I would go out, you know, 5.30 or 6 in the morning and um, dark as night until 7. And so I would just be in the dark outside walking the driveway praying. And for me, who is who has the tendency to be very distracted very easily, that was good for me. I could just be outside in the dark praying, very focused, very attentive. Well, now that we're back with the time change, obviously it's lighter much earlier. And so I really took notice this morning about how I'm just distracted so easily. I'm looking at the trees. I'm looking for deer. I'm watching our cows walk around. You know, just I could name several things that my attention was just drawn to. That admittedly make it, made it very hard for me to be focused this morning in my in my time of prayer. I don't like that. I wish it were different, but that's how it is. Maybe I won't always be that way. I don't know. Maybe that will be part of something I have to just continually push through. I don't know. But I was just thinking yesterday and today about being satisfied or being hungry. Like right now, because of diff- different circumstances this morning, my, my natural body is hungry. Now, I don't really need anything. It's lunchtime. I haven't eaten lunch. So if nothing else, my, my repetition and my patterns of eating are more active probably than a true hunger. We would all say most of us have never experienced outside of fasting like a real hunger, a real, I have to eat, you know. That's very rare for us, for most people in the United States and people in general, is truly being hungry. But I've just been asking the Lord in the midst of my reassessing my life and where we are, where we aren't, what we're doing, what we're not doing, what I'm feeling stirring in me spiritually, And what isn't? And just really doing a present-day hunger check in my life. I know the patterns of my life. We all do. The ups, the downs, the the pull up a chair and sit down, the what keeps us stirred and what, what causes us to slumber. We all know these things if we've been walking as ones trying to give ourselves to spiritually mature. We know our patterns. We know our history. But I've just asked myself this morning, and in all honesty and transparency, feeling that tinge 
of satisfaction in the in my natural man approach to my spiritual man condition, if that makes sense. And let me elaborate maybe to make that more clear if it's not already. What, how do we define being satisfied? We know scriptures about how God, as like we see the scriptural um, metaphors of the shepherd being our provider, we're satisfied and, and we lack nothing because of God's goodness and mercy and compassion and loving kindness. We don't lack anything. We, so we know that scriptural reality, the, the truth within being taken care of by Yahweh God in everything that we actually do need. He is our provider, sustainer, enabler, the power that strengthens us. It, he is our source. But there are just some things in me asking myself today about... Am I satisfied? And the thing is, when, when that place in us begins to be noticed, like noticed in any sense, so like, okay, this feeling, and I, I assume everybody gets, I don't know, I always get this feeling that revolves around this word satisfaction. And I would like to say that a lot of times it's a, God-given gift of like kind of a little tinge in my spirit like I get in my belly. <laughs> hey, oh, you're lacking. You need to eat. You need to eat. You need to feast on something that you're lacking, that you're in need of. And so here's the thing that I want to just touch on briefly this morning, today. I would like to say that that place can be satisfied in multiple ways. A man living according to his old man or present natural carnal man, whatever the spiritual condition of said man, regenerated or not, of course, is the real crux of the matter. But for the Christ man, the man who is born again, born of the water, born of the Spirit, and is living and dwelling inside the kingdom, that little tinge, that little feeling must propel us to the more of God. The, the sacrament living reality of like eating and drinking of the Messiah. Taking Him in, partaking in Him of Him. He is our food. He is our sustenance. He is our satisfaction. And so obviously this morning I was thinking of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 when Jesus is, is saying all these incredible things to anyone who would listen then and to anyone who would listen now. And one of the things that He says are blessed are those who hunger and blessed are those who thirst for righteousness. For righteousness. Okay, blessed are those 
who hunger, and blessed are those who thirst for righteousness, they shall be satisfied. And, and, and again, I'm driving, so I don't have much time to expound like with precision, but I did just spend some time doing some word study. I didn't even get the satisfaction. To, I didn't get to the, they shall be satisfied. I wish I had, but I had to go. But the hunger are, was basically summed up in, in the original text to mean those who are needy and those who seek with an eager desire. And, and a word we don't hear much was ardently, to crave ardently, to really be needy for righteousness. Like seeing the necessity for righteousness. And the thirst was basically talking about those who, to a painful extent, see their need. Who painfully thirst and know they're wanting. And they eagerly long for righteousness for refreshment, for support, to be strengthened. And so, if and when we are embracing our need, our lack, our dependence, our want, eagerly craving, ardently pursuing, that we are in fact needy, in need of righteousness, only then... Will these men be satisfied? And so these things that come in our life, and this is a little bit of what I've been working on, and so I don't, I'm not going to go there very much, but we are assaulted every moment of our lives by options, alternative satisfactions, alternative means to being satisfied. So I would say, in this present moment, we must be found as ones who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I would like to say, by experience and by just simple biblical truth, those who hunger and thirst for everything else will not be satisfied will not find satisfaction. Never satisfied. What comes to my mind as I say that is the heart of a child. If you have children, if you've been around children, it is no, it's no surprise that being satisfied often comes hard for a child. Whether it's with a gift, a task, uh, food, <laughs> always wanting more, always wondering what's next, always looking for something that may be better than what's right before them. That pretty much is a summary of, of 
often my son and most other children I've ever been around. This ride at the theme park is awesome, but what's next? This cookie is great, but am I getting another one or two or three? But those who hunger and long for and eagerly pursue and thirst after righteousness will be satisfied. So I guess my question this morning to myself and to you is, are we satisfied? Are we satisfied? Are we so giving ourselves to the things that fall under the category of righteousness that we can sit back and say, Amen. I am satisfied. I'm full. I'm rightly content. I'm rightly content. I would say for me this morning, right now, in this millisecond, I'm not. I'm just not. I had a busy 10 days, but not too busy that I couldn't have taken more time than I did. Now, I'm not talking about like, I'm never good enough. I'll never measure up. God can't receive me because I didn't pray more. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for me, my personal day-to-day pursuit of God has got to be rightly adjusted. That's no big that's no big revelation. Nor is it this firm correction. I just want to be satisfied. I want to be thoroughly content. Y'all, I'm driving to work right now, and here's the road. I'm passing it right this second that goes out to the beautiful stream where my wife and I were baptized. Oh, God. When I came out of that water, y'all, oh my gosh, I was satisfied. I was full. I was full. Now that was an experiential moment, encounter, place and time. Yes and amen. Absolutely. But that's got to endure. That's got to endure. There's more for us in our daily mundaneness of life to pursue, to hunger for, to thirst after in righteousness. For the righteousness that is before us. I was going to read some of John 6. I don't have the ability right now driving. I just don't. There was so much stuff in there. I was going to read so much of it. Isaiah 55. If you like to read your Bible, and hopefully you do, go to John 6, 26, and just read the rest of that chapter. Because I just can't do it right now. Isaiah 55, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. We're talking about a supernatural, spiritual feast, y'all. 
Come, buy wine, buy milk, without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what's not bread? And your wages for what never satisfies? Listen to me. Listen carefully. Eat what is good. Delight yourself in abundance. I was reminded of the woman at the well, John 4. There's only one There's only one thing to eat that satisfies. There's only one drink that eternally satisfies because it is a gift from God himself. And that woman realized that. She said, "Give me this water, sir." That's what she said to Yeshua Messiah. Why? So I don't have to keep coming back here and getting water out every day. What is this mysterious water? Well, of course, he was talking about the supernatural drink she knew not yet of at that time. And I'll say this and then I'll stop. Yesterday morning, I was just praying. It was a Sunday morning. I was just praying for the Lord to pour out His Spirit upon the earth. Specifically to Sunday morning. Because of, obviously, knowing how many churches gather on Sunday mornings throughout this entire nation. And I got to thinking and praying specifically through all of the experiences, all the denominations, churches, gatherings, meetings, movements that I've been a part of in just my life. And I started praying specifically for all these places. All the way back to my childhood. It was very unique. It was it's I don't know, there's something within that for me to return to. Lord be with those people. Pour out your spirit upon Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Illinois. Pour out your spirit on that those people who were at that Foursquare Church back in Illinois. Woodson Baptist. All the people that I went to school with at my Christian school. All the people that I shared services with at the Brownsville Revival. All the people that I shared moments with and experiences with in my season of being in the prophetic movement. The home fellowship gatherings. The mega churches in Atlanta. You get what I'm saying? I just started going through just my life. I was praying specifically, Lord, stir in your people a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. It's got to come to the earth again. It's got to be on this earth and God's people. A hunger and a thirst for righteousness. So that there are again a satisfied people, a rightly satisfied people on the earth. And now what I guess we could just brand like 
our our messianic leanings. I don't know what to call it. Like the restoration of the people of God, the the ingathering of the nations. As I've said all the time, I don't understand what that is. I'm gaining some understanding, but I'm no guy to speak in great revelation about what that even is. But that the Lord would begin to establish a hunger and a thirst on the earth for righteousness. What is righteousness? Oh my gosh, I'm 24 minutes in. We don't even have time. I don't even know if we know. Let's know. Let's figure it out. What's it mean to be righteous, holy, set apart, consecrated, sanctified people? Y'all, we got to know. We need to know. We can't call ourselves followers of the Christ and not have any clue what it means to hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's got to be synonymous. It has to. It will be synonymous or we're just or we're just hypocrites. Let's just be honest. We're a hypocritical people short of feasting upon the sun, spiritually speaking. We have to know him. We have to partake of him. We have to ingest not just his attributes now, himself, himself in him, in him, joined with his death. It's our only hope of being a godly, holy, set-apart people. So, friend, do a hunger check today. Are you satisfied? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? If so, what brings you satisfaction? What brings you satisfaction? Sporting events? Television? Fun? Church services that give you a buzz? I mean, let's... Or is it like truly consecrating your life and being found righteous? I want to be that. I want to be a man who finds satisfaction in hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I believe it's possible. I believe it's coming. I believe it's coming for any of us who would say yes and amen and then thereby give ourselves to being these people. Lord, help us. We cannot do it on our own. If we could, it'd already be done. We must have the Spirit of God being our strength, our enabler. He's able, y'all. He's able. He's able. He's able to be our satisfaction. Amen.